Hi, this is Felix Chimeranyika, lead pastor of Kairos Christian Center in Lilonga, Malawi. I'm happy that you've joined us for the Kairos Lilonga podcast, and I believe God is going to inspire you and break you through into your kingdom destiny as you hear the word unpack. This is your Kairos moment, God's appointed season for your kingdom breakthrough. Mission to God. At its heart is your worship before God. Your worship before God is the beginning of your submission before God and the source of your authority to move into your destiny to move into your authority takes for you to be submitted to God to be a worshiper at heart. Amen. Amen. Pastor Jimmy, we're all yours. Man, can we give it up for your worship team one more time, everybody? That was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Wow, there are times I just feel like I am interrupting what God is doing when I get up to preach, you know? Man, God is good. That was some awesome worship. I may not be able to preach very long because I think my throat, my voice is gone from all of the shouting and the yelling Greg made us do. Wow. 15 years. Come on, who's excited about that? It is so good to see what God has done here in 15 years through Kairos. I've been able to come to three of your anniversary celebrations. This is my third time. And I love when I come back, I get to see some of the same faces. And even remember some of your names, that's cool. You only have to remember one name. I've got to remember a lot. I just want to tell you, I'm honored to be here. It's my privilege to come and share with you today. Pastor Felix is a good friend of mine. And thanks to technology, we're able to talk often. We talk about what God is doing here at Kairos. What God is doing at Grace Life Church in Columbia, South Carolina. And I'm going to tell you something that I think you know. But, but I just need to say it to make sure you know it. Pastor Felix and Tawella love you guys. They have poured their heart into this church. They have poured their lives into this church. They pray for you. They make sacrifice for you. Can we just take a moment and honor your pastor? Come on, everybody. <laughs> He's got it. There you go. 
So, here we go. We're talking about open doors for your 15th anniversary. And I started something Friday night. I'm going to finish today. If you weren't here Friday night, don't worry. I'm going to catch you up real quick. The first thing I want you to know is that doors are already open. God made you to walk through doors. Each of you a very specific door that he's called you to walk through. And those doors are already open. Those doors are already open. So we don't need to be begging God to open doors. We need to go and do what he's already given us to do. The church on the planet Earth has a mission. It is to tell as many people as possible about Jesus. So that as many people as possible will go to heaven. And so that as many people as possible can honor God with their lives. That's the mission of the church. But the church can only do that if every member of the church knows who they are. And what they're called to do. And when I say member of the church, I'm not talking about member of Kairos. I'm not talking about member of Grace Life in America. I'm talking about a member of the body of Christ. I'm, I'm talking about anybody who says they are going to heaven because Jesus saved them. Then you are a member of the church on the earth, and doors are open for you to make a difference. So I want to make sure we understand what we're talking about. As, as I'm talking about open doors, I'm talking about your calling. I'm talking about your spiritual leadership. I don't know what people believe in Malawi. But in my part of the United States, People believe that only the pastor has a ministry. And everybody else just shows up on Sunday to watch him do his thing. And so in America, most people don't believe they have a role in the church. Most people in America think their lives don't matter. What's it like here? It's the same? Well, and I want to tell you something. That's a lie from the enemy. There's a scripture in the Bible you may not know. It says that God gave some 
Only some to be pastors and teachers. And the pastors and teachers have only one job. And that is to equip you to be what God made you to be. You're not here to watch us. Pastor Felix and I are here to make you into what God created you to be. I just got excited. That was. Because you need to know your life matters. Doesn't matter what country, doesn't what century, your life matters. So, Friday night we started talking about open doors. And I said, open. And God points to you, walk through this door. I got something for you. Thing we do. We say, Why me, God? I'm not good enough. And on Friday night, we that many times that's just the lie. Because every single one of us is uncertain of who we are. We are uncertain about who God made us to be. We are uncertain about what God called us to do. We are uncertain about the difference we can make. And on Friday night, we learned that all of that uncertainty about ourselves we learned the truth. Our insecurity empowers the voice of the enemy. Get that? Our insecurity empowers the voice of the enemy. When we don't believe who we are and who made us to be, the enemy's lies about work. All right, so if you missed Friday night, all up. Today I want to talk about the second reason we don't walk through the open door. The second reason God points to you and says, come on, I've got something for you. Walk through this door. And we say, why me, God? I'm not good enough. We're right. Sometimes there are things in our lives that are holding us back from doing what God's called us to do. There are things that are keeping us. If it's okay with you, I'm with you and me right now. I went to a conference about a month ago. And another pastor got up on stage and he was talking. And he started quoting a Bible verse. And I know this verse very well. 
I've preached this verse many times. I've studied this verse. I have prayed this verse to God. Y'all sometimes know a Bible verse and, and then it just hits you in a new way sometimes when you read it or, or hear it. You ever had that happen? That happened to me that day. And it was the Bible verse out of Ephesians. And it says, to him who is able to do more than you can ever imagine. I've prayed that verse to God. I've said, God, come on now. I'm imagining more than you're doing down here. Come on. I know some of you have said that to him. God, I can my man is there. I can imagine more people getting saved than are getting saved. I, I can imagine greater things than what I see you doing. So I know this verse very well. And right then, as this pastor said, to him who is able, I didn't hear another word. Because the Holy Spirit started talking to me. And it occurred if he's able, but he's not doing, something's in the way. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about? If he's able, but he's not doing, something's in the way. And you know what's in the way? The only thing in the way in my life is me. Because God is faithful. And God wants great things for your life. And God is able to do great things. So if there is a, a difference between what he's able and what he's doing, something's wrong here. And I just stood there and decided because this was the beginning of the year God I want 2020 to be different I want to get me and my stuff out of your way I want to be able whatever you and so I went home and I studied this I prayed about this church and I'm here to share it with you today. God showed me there are three that are in our lives that hold us back from him doing all that he's able to do in our lives. There are three things that can hold us back looking through the open door of God has for First one is there isn't ready. Truth is God wants to do amazing things through you. But some of you are mean. Some of you are rude. And I'm just saying this like as humans. Y'all looking at me like I'm a mean person right now. Like, 
I, I told this to my, my church too. Some of us are lazy. We've got all kinds of issues. And God wants to do something amazing. But we're too busy being mean and lazy and rude. Y'all look like y'all want to hit me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about the church. Wonderful. Somebody else has issues. I'm just kidding. The Bible says in 1 Timothy. Look down at you for your youth. But be an example to everybody. In what you say. Some of us say things we shouldn't say. Do, do y'all know somebody who just tells it like it is? They just tell it like it is. Y'all have it? We got people in America, they just like to tell it like it is, you know? They say, it's not my fault. The truth shall set you free. You need to hear this, brother. And somebody needs to tell them, shut up. Because you are people love just telling it like it is. You need to say, Love. And if you ever have to speak truth, you do it with a lot of grace. The Bible says Jesus came in grace and truth. They go together. That verse also says that we have to be an example in our conduct. That means we, we don't get to be rude. We don't get to be mean. It also says be an example in your love. God wants you to walk through an open door and change somebody's life. And they need to know you love them. If they know you love them, They'll listen to what you have to say. Sometimes our character just isn't ready for what God wants to do. Sometimes our character just isn't ready. The second thing that keeps us from walking through those doors is that your sins aren't going away. The Bible says. Be holy because he's holy. And some of us say, Jesus is my king. And then we walk out the door and we live like we're king. We do whatever we want to do. We do whatever pleases our soul. We, we do whatever pleases our body. And we don't make any effort to become more like Jesus. The Bible actually tells us that whoever conceals and hides his sins, he won't prosper. He won't succeed. And so some of us, it's time for us to confess. 
And there's two things I want you to know about this. The Bible is very clear. It is very easy to have forgiveness. It says if we confess our sins to God, He's faithful and forgives us. Amen, that's such a good feeling. When, when you can just say, God, I'm so sorry. He says, I forgive you, my son or my daughter. And you feel clean and forgiven. That's the easy part. But some of you, you've been forgiven by God. But the sins keep coming back. And you struggle with something. And you wish you didn't do it, but you keep doing it. And you don't like yourself for it. You don't like yourself for what you keep doing. See, there's another verse in the Bible we miss sometimes. Confess your sins to God and be forgiven. Confess your sins one to each other and be healed. Confess your sins one to another in freedom. Some of us, have just, we've just been hiding our sins. So talk to God, but not many of us have gotten free. Not the sinful brother. I need you with me. I've got something going on in my life. We need to go to each other. Every one of us needs safe people in our lives. And sisters, we can talk to. And say, look, God's forgiven me, but I need you to pray for me. I need you to help me walk in freedom in this. And I asked Pastor Felix over lunch yesterday. And he said, You guys do cell groups here where you're together in homes and places and talk and speak. This is the number one reason you do cell groups. Because we need each other in order to be free and healed. You guys with me? And the last one I'm going to share with you is your brokenness is in the way. What I mean is that our souls are broken. Every one of us is human. If you're not, boy, you're in trouble. We're all human in a broken world. And every one of us grew up and had something happen. The truth is, we had many somethings happen. Maybe you had parents who didn't say the right things to you. Maybe you had teachers who never amount to anything. Maybe you wanted to be a football star and your friends told you you are horrible at football. Maybe somebody broke your heart. 
Maybe you had friends betray. I could do this list all day long. But we've all broken souls. And our brokenness keeps us from being able to have for us. When we married, we had a miserable marriage. It's a great marriage now, but it was a miserable marriage at first. For more than 10 years, for more than a decade, we, were, we hated each other. And, and the reason was very simple. We were both very broken inside. And, and we expected the other person to be perfect, make us feel good. And I was too hurt and broken to help her. And she was too hurt and broken. And I did the opposite. And she did the opposite of what I needed. When she needed me to encourage her, I discouraged her. I didn't mean to it on purpose. It's because I was too broken to know better. And I didn't have the ability to know what I should do. And because we were so broken, I couldn't do what I'm doing right now. I couldn't preach God's word. Because I was mad at God for giving me this horrible woman. Come on. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And she was mad at God for me. We both knew we were called to ministry. We both knew we were called to pastor a church. But we wanted to kill each other. And we couldn't stop fighting long enough to do anything for God. I was called to do what I'm doing. God told me this is what I was going to do. When I was 16 years old. Start doing it until I was 36 years old. God had to heal me. The Bible said, if you are in Jesus, you are a new creation. But we don't become a new creation. Still a collection of all of our old hurts and all of the old things that have happened to us. And, and we don't walk through a door to try to help somebody else. Because remember when some betrayed us long ago. We out to help rejected us. We don't try to talk. And we're ashamed of ourselves. 
And so the enemy uses all of our brokenness to make us sit right here in a chair and watch somebody else walk through the doors God has. Now, when I preached this in my church, I told them something. And I'm going to tell you the same thing. I'm praying for you to be very, very frustrated. Yes. tired of sitting there watching somebody else. I'm praying God stirs up something inside of you. Let's walk through the door God made for me. God made you to do what only you can do. God put you in a family that has people that need you. God put you next to a crazy neighbor who needs Jesus. You know what's funny? Apparently that's true all over the world. I say that in America because we got crazy neighbors. And y'all all laugh too. Here, y'all got crazy neighbors too, huh? And so we, we say, God, man, why don't you make this crazy neighbor go away? I put you beside that crazy neighbor because they need me. Anybody have a job and somebody's crazy at your job? You say, God, get this person out of here. And God says, nope, they need me. Why do you think I sent you there? They're open all around your life. Some will close by sharing one last verse with you. This is what Paul said in Acts chapter 20. He said, I don't count my life of any value. I just want to do one thing. I want to finish the ministry God gave me. What ministry did God give you? What do you call you to do? Maybe your marriage is not bad as mine was. And God has called you to get other couples together teach them how to have a good marriage. Maybe some of you were, were abused by your parents when you were growing up. And God has called you to reach out to other people and help them find healing. Maybe God has called some of you to preach. Maybe God's called some of you to lead a cell group. Every one of you has an open. Do you care? Think about it. Do you care? You hope he says welcome to heaven, right? Come on, everybody. I hope he says one more thing. Well, the Bible puts it this way. Well done, good and faithful servant. God made you 
to do more than sit there God around to change lives all around you the doors are already open so again I've, I've, I've come to say two things Friday said God opens a door and sometimes we don't walk through it listening to the enemy if that's you I want to say stop the excuses get up and go do what God's called you to do and today we talked about God opens a door and so today I want to say deal with your stuff you'll hear that deal with your stuff character needs to grow up let's get it growing up if you need to get some sin out of your life let's get some sin out of our lives if you're just hurt in your heart let's get some healing you are surrounded by people that can help you I don't know about you, but I want to get anything out of the way. So that to him who is able, he will do what he's able to do. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you guys. Father God, we thank you that you have called us to make a difference in this world. You created every single one of us with a ministry that will change a life. And God, today, we reject the lies of the enemy that say to us, we can't do what you've created us to do. We say, no longer will we listen to you. We will walk through the doors that God We will do what God has called us to do. Anything in our life. Us from doing what you have for us. We want you to change it. We want you to trust. Heal us. Cleanse us. Make us more like you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Kairos Lolongwe podcast. I trust you've been blessed. Please do us a favor and share this podcast with friends on Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and whatever social media you're on. May the Lord break you through into your kingdom destiny. Blessings.